Hey, profitable creators. I'm Molly Kaiser, and I went from being an art school dropout with just 81 cents to my name to building an online education business, helping thousands of creative business owners around the world. Each week, I have the honor of interviewing six-figure entrepreneurs about what's working best for them right now, the biggest lessons they've learned, and their top tangible takeaways you can put into place for your business. This is the Profitable Creator Podcast. All right, guys, today I am here with Rosanna. Rosanna is the managing partner of Berardi Immigration Law and the CEO of High Wire Women, where she helps working women create a blueprint to live their lives in a simpler way and take back their previous commodity, their time. Starting as a one-woman operation in her apartment 15 years ago, Rosanna built Berardi Immigration Law into a multi-million dollar company that helps companies navigate the employment-based immigration system and foreign professionals achieve the American dream. So welcome, Rosanna. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I'm super excited to chat. So let's dive right in. I would love to hear more about Like, how did you get started and how did you get to where you are today? 15 years. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. My law firm will be 15 years old on June 24th. So June's always a special month for me. Um, In some ways, it seems like a lifetime ago, but in other ways, it seems like last week. So, um, So really long story short, I've always done immigration law. I started my career with the federal government at the U.S. Canadian border. And then went to law school, had some jobs, was working in a really big law firm here in Buffalo. And when you work in a big law firm, the holy grail is to become partner, stay there forever, blah, blah, blah. It just wasn't me. Um, I come from an entrepreneurial background. My father is an immigrant from Italy. He always had his own business. So in 2005, I said, you know what? I don't really want to stay at this big firm forever. I want to do it my way. There are lots of great things about the firm, but there are also some not great things. And I decided I'm just going to roll it out. And, you know, being a lawyer, the beauty of working from home, especially as we've realized now, is you don't need much to start up. I needed a computer, a printer, and I had one client from my old firm that said that they would come with me. So literally out of an apartment by my one client, love it. (laughs) I was the lawyer, the accountant, um, the tax person, the paralegal, the secretary, the FedEx person, like I had all these people helping me at the big law firm. And then when I turned it over to my practice, it literally was just me. But that was, those were the best years because I learned the business by doing it, doing it all myself. I know how to change a toner in a printer. I know how to print out a FedEx label. And those are things that you overlook that you just think, oh, they they just happen, but they don't. So it was a leap of faith. And in the year that I started my practice, I also um, got married and built a house and had a baby. So um, I don't really recommend recommend all those things in a 12 month period, but they were all the things I wanted. And I'm blessed and grateful that they all happened at the same time. But those first couple of years were tough to have a newborn baby and a business. And you know, the, I like to say the business evolved as my son evolved. Um, when he was little, I could only work a couple hours a day, but I would do stuff at night. And as he got older and began to go to preschool and then kindergarten, I would extend my hours. So the business has grown over time to today. We have about 20 employees, 
couple offices worldwide. And we're no longer considered a small law firm. Um, I've got five lawyers. We've got some significant corporate clients. And it's been an amazing ride. I mean, I always tell my friends, it's like living on a roller coaster permanently. Like there's ups and then there's downs and then there's ups. You're like, this is great. And then you're like, oh my God, hold on, you know, because you never know in business what's going to happen. Um, so it's truly, I feel like it's been truly my calling. Um, most days it doesn't feel like work. Um, I just, I love the business side of the business. I love developing and growing employees and in immigration law, we have such a big touch in our clients. I mean, we're changing their lives by getting them work permits and green cards and citizenship. I mean, the American dream is still very much alive and well in America. So it's been such a blast the last 15 years. I love that. Thank you for sharing. So let's kind of, I know you said you've done everything in the business. So I'm eager to hear this, especially for your type of business. It's not every day I get to talk to um, somebody who owns a law firm. So what's your main marketing technique that you use now in your business and why? So great question because I've tried lots of things and I've spent lots of money. Um, <laughs> and what I have found over the last 15 years is that nothing can replace organic growth. And the way that you do that, particularly online, is just have great content. Content is king. Um, you have to blog consistently. We blog two or three times a week. You know, blogs don't need to be 400 pages long, but they need to be engaging and timely. And Google loves new content. So the way that we've grown the firm, you know, over the last 15 years is by being consistent, creating great content, and video is key. I mean, people hate to get in front of the camera, but we all walk around with these amazing smartphones that literally, you know, 10 years ago, you would need to have a $10,000 camera to produce a quality video. And now they're all in our pockets. Video is so important right now. People don't want to read. I mean, when you're flipping through websites, you think about it, you're not reading heavy, heavy content. You're looking at pictures, you're, you know, clicking on videos. So we do that very consistently. And the combination of, the blog content as well as videos um, really can catapult you on social media and for SEO purposes. And believe me, I've hired my share of SEO consultants that are super expensive, that promise to get you on page one of Google. Um, and there's really no replacing the, if you can't pay somebody to do that, the way that they do it is content. So I have found that to be super helpful over the last 15 years. Awesome. Great tips. Yeah. Content for sure. And that's why we're here today making this uh, podcast, right? <laughs> sure. For sure. Love it. Uh, okay, cool. So if you are starting a brand new business, which I mean, you said, I think you said you've been in your business for like 15 years. So maybe you haven't, maybe you don't think of this every single day, but if you were to start a brand new business and you only have $500 to your name to get it going, what would you spend that on? I would spend it on somebody giving me a crash course in reading financial statements. Now that doesn't sound very, no one has ever said that. I love that. <laughs> it doesn't sound sexy. It doesn't sound exciting. I'm not saying go buy a new Louis Vuitton bag for your part, you know? Um, but if you don't understand numbers, you will never be able to be successful. And I can tell you as a lawyer, 
um, when you're in law school, they don't teach you the numbers of business. I mean, they teach you how to be analytical and a critical thinker, but I never looked at a profit and loss statement or a statement of cash flow or a balance sheet. And then all of a sudden I have this business and I'm like, whoa, what are these things? And, and you look at the top line, you're like, oh, wow, I'm making a ton of money. This is great. <laughs> but what you don't realize is that there's the top line and there's all this stuff under it. And the bottom line, you're like, whoa. And so I think the best investment anyone can make is sitting down with an accountant or a, a financial consultant and say, hey, what do I need to know? What numbers are my key indicators? Like what are, what's going to tell me if I'm doing well, if I can sleep at night or if I'm in serious trouble. And I always, I always tell my friends when you're in business, that top line, you think about when you're making, if you have a bag of spinach in front of you, it's enormous. And you're like, this is amazing. That's the top line of your business. And then when you cook it and it's <laughs> this much, that's your bottom line. So <laughs> I definitely recommend knowing those numbers inside and out. Um, it took me a long time to figure those out. And once I truly did, it changed my business because I knew what I was doing. That's amazing. And a good accountant is worth their weight in gold. So super good tip. Um, yeah, I, I love my accountant. I could not live without her. So uh, I should say I can't run my business without her, but um, okay, great. So again, super curious for this next question, just simply because um, your business, it's so interesting to me because it's so different from like online mm -hmm. courses, right? So what's the main way that you're generating revenue now for your business? Or excuse me, generating sales. Okay, so for the immigration law firm, it's really interesting because this pandemic came out of nowhere. No one was expecting it. And I have a business that is largely dependent on people being able to travel to the United States. I was going to ask you that, like if COVID has yeah. affected your business at all. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, so um, when mid-March came, I thought, whoa, we're in big trouble. Um, the U.S.-Canadian borders close. There's no international travel to the U.S. What are we going to do? And, you know, initially I had to make some really hard decisions. I had to lay off six of my staff because I knew my numbers and I took all the emotion out of the decision. I was like, I, this may not be forever, but I need to make the cuts right now. Um, I did that and it was painful, but we've slowly come back. Um, there are a lot of people in the United States that still get married to foreign nationals. So we're all familiar with the green card marriage where a U.S. citizen marries a Canadian that's still happening. Um, there are people in the U.S. that need their work permits extended or they want U.S. citizenship. We've seen a big uptick in people wanting citizenship. So there's a lot of stuff that we're still doing. And of the six people I laid off, I rehired four. So I'm really proud of that in a short that's period awesome. of time. I do have to tell you the key to staying alive in a business is to diversify what you do. We don't have one client or one type of clients. We have a bunch and in a time like this, an economic crisis, that's really paid off because, okay, maybe one sector of the business has dried up, but we've got this other sector that's still going. So that diversity is really key. And I've been very intentional about that over the years. And I'm super happy and we're able to still provide, you know, great services to people that do want to be in the United States and yet that, you know, achieve that American dream, even though they can't come in just yet. We're doing a lot of the pre-work, getting all the documentation and the paperwork ready so that when the travel restrictions are over, they can immediately come in. 
That's awesome. Lots of good nuggets in there. Hope you guys are taking notes. Uh, so what is with everything you have going on, especially right now, it seems like everyone I, I ask, I'm like, oh, are you working more during COVID or less? And everyone's like more. So my question for you is this, what is one of the best ways you learn to better balance work with life? And how many hours per week do you really work? <laughs> the dreaded question. Oh, should I really <laughs> have to answer that? <laughs> you can skirt around it if you want to. <laughs> so, um, so here's my answer. And for me, um, I've always have had this blended life as a working mom and a self-employed mom um, where I work very unconventionally around my son's schedule. He's now 14. Um, and, you know, I might not start my day at nine like everybody else does. Maybe I'll start it at noon and spend the morning with him and get him ready for school and such. Um, but, you know, then I'll work later on. So for me, it's never been a compartmentalized nine to five hard stop. Don't work. I'm always kind of in and out of it. And some people don't like that. For me, it works personally. And I love working. I mean, it's really who I am and what I do. So yeah, I balance things. I'm going away this weekend with a friend. We rented a lake house in the Finger Lakes and we're just going to chill. Um, that's my work-life balance. I've worked a ton this week but I worked in anticipation of knowing I was going to take some days off. So, you know, it's a fine line. And I started high wire woman because so many of us as working women, whether you have kids or not, are just struggling to stay on that high wire. Am I going to fall? You always feel like, Oh my God, you know, if I'm not doing good at work, I'm not doing good at home. I don't feel good about anything. So I've really created that second business during a pandemic um, in order to help working women stay focused and figure out how to automate their lives so that they can have more balance and get back some of their time. I love that. And that sounds super fun, <laughs> especially after being cooped yeah. up in our houses forever. So really? uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Enjoy. Uh, okay. Just a couple questions left for you. I'm super excited to hear your answers on these as well. What would you say, just for fun, what would you say is the best adventure you've been able to embark on because of your business that you started and worked so hard to grow? Yeah, so I have a really cool business because we do a lot of work for Hollywood. Um, so a lot of household names, stars that are not born in the United States are our clients. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's very public. So normally I can't say who I represent, but um, I was able last summer to meet Jackman in Toronto um, because of the immigration work that, that we've done for him. And to just have that experience, I mean, first of all, we're doing this work on a daily basis and helping people come to the U.S. to film or produce or what have you. But then to meet somebody at that level because of the fact that I'm an immigration lawyer is super cool. And it's, it's not something that every immigration lawyer has exposure to. So that's been really neat. I've also been able to see a lot of behind the scenes Hollywood stuff, how productions are made, um, you know, what that all involves. So really having a, a super interesting look at this whole area of life that we're all like obsessed with, right? Like, you know, the minute People Magazine comes, my staff is like, let's see, like, who's in there, you know? Um, but it, it's, it's really fun. And I've had, I've had a lot of great experiences because of it. That's super cool. 
So if you could choose one thing for those listening right now to take away from this episode, what would you like that to be? It can be something we've already talked about or something new. Okay. So here's my message. I hope everyone is listening, especially if you're a working woman. We can do it all, but we can't do it all at the same time. (laughs) So you've got to be very deliberate about the expectations that you put on yourself because when you look at social media, I'm guilty of the same thing. You see people with picture perfect, picture perfect lives. Um, the Instagram posts are beautiful. You know, everyone looks great. People's lives are not what they seem, and everybody has the same struggles. And and as a working woman, you can't be afraid of saying, "I can't do this right now." It doesn't mean you can't do it forever. But right now, it's not the time to start another venture or sit on a board or, you know, chair the PETA. We all have this mom guilt of, I have to do, I have to be everything to everyone. And I did that at the beginning of my son's life. I had to be on every school committee. (laughs) And I realized the last couple of years, you know, I'm not bringing a lot of value there. I'm stressed out. I'm annoyed because people aren't moving as fast as I move. Um, I'm going to support him in other ways. So my takeaway is, be strategic and don't be so hard on yourself. There are ways that you can automate your life, do simple things, and just take some time to breathe. We are all just holding our breaths all day long. And, and unless I, I am very diligent about taking time and making that time, um, we just get caught in this hamster wheel that we're constantly running, 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 running. And it's just not good for you. So really just need to take time take a step back, figure things out and not be so hard on yourself. I love that. It reminds me of one of my favorite quotes. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I love that. So thank you so much for being here today. What is the best way that we can connect with you online? All right. So I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, The best way to connect with me online is through High Wire Woman. So we have a website. It's highwirewoman.com. If you go on there, there's all of our social media channels. There's a bio about me. You can email me directly. It's the best way. Whether you want to talk about a law firm, you want to talk about starting a business, maintaining a business, um, you want to talk about meal planning or, you know, the best color for your nails. I'm your girl. (laughs) I love it. And it's uh, highwirewoman.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. So many good nuggets in today's episode. So thank you again so much for being here. My pleasure, Molly. You have a great day. Hey, Profitable Creator. Thank you so very much for tuning into this episode of the Profitable Creator Podcast. We put out new episodes every week. And if you enjoyed this episode, we would love if you'd support us by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. As a thank you, we'd love to send you a free PDF on how to choose your profitable course idea for your business. Just go to ProfitableCourses.com to download. That's ProfitableCourses.com. See you next time.